I've had a bad habit of underestimating you. Every obstacle you faced, I think you couldn't overcome it. And you just did. I didn't expect you to seem so... you? My time as a human was over. But I never felt more alive. I thought we would be safe forever. But forever isn't as long as I'd hoped. I have to report a crime. The Collins, they've done something terrible. Walter, thanks for an estimation to more of a child. She was born, not bitten. She grows every single day. Creating a mortal child has long been outlawed and is met with the severest form of punishment. Death. What is it, Alice? People, Tori, they're coming for us. If enough people knew the truth, maybe we could convince the Volturi to listen. Our search began looking for vampires in the most remote corners of the world. My family's in danger. I need your help. Each with their own gift. You, an amazing woman. We'll join you. Pax will fight. We've never been afraid of vampires. I am so happy that it's the last episode of Twilight Month. I can't even tell you. I feel like I have my life back. Um, and we are kicking it off in like with such a bang. So I want to get right to it. So obviously, I am joined as always by Franny. This is nothing new, nothing exciting. You all know who she is. You know what her deal is. You you know you know exactly where this is going. But actually, you don't because we have two of my favorite people ever and also two of my favorite people to podcast with um donovan and audrey from radio free tote bag welcome to the show Woo! i want to challenge that it's always exciting being with franny that's no. always exciting no, <laughs> no <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> sophie's like sophie's seen me like 15 hours every week this month because yeah of freaking twilight <laughs> i'm so. over it no i'm just kidding that is no shade to franny i'm just saying <laughs> it's it's you know i am very excited to be done with uh twilight like i just feel like i saw there was a girl in one of my classes today who had like a 
like a twilight background on her computer and i was like uh, you're triggering me like this is like <laughs> i have spent nobody understands what i've been through like i'm not just commenting on your twilight like merch because i'm like oh i like twilight like no i've dedicated a, probably as much time to twilight as i have to school this month uh <laughs> y'all have been in the vamp minds mm-hmm. yeah tracks left and right and they're all hunky with a couple exceptions we're all so hot including spoiler alert rami malik our favorite vampire dude of all time. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Donovan and Audrey, tell me about both of your experiences like with Twilight. Did you read them? Did you watch any of the movies? Or is this kind of your first foray? I have three younger sisters, mm. which you all know. And so I had a lot of exposure to it. But I never read the books. But then at some point in college, I, I was visiting a, a friend. And she put on Twilight uh, New Moon. Mm. Is that like mm. the third one, maybe? Second one, number Second two. Second one. And so I saw the sequel and, and nothing else. But I did enjoy the big hunky vampires and the giant wolves. And uh, I had a good time with it. So, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a little bit of orientation. I kind of right. know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, my only exposure was sort of ambient. Because uh, when these were coming out... Uh, as opposed to being a teenage girl. I was a teenage boy. I'm a trans woman, everybody. How's it going? Uh, so I have the experience of, uh, of, a, of a male interfacing with this as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that was that came to me ambiently, there was a, a, a Facebook tag or whatever, or maybe MySpace. Wow, well, you are was, aging yourself right now. That was, <laughs> you I, think it was, I think it was Friendster. Oh, was, no! Yeah, maybe. Ah, Could have been. My ears are melting. No, I'm the, so young. I don't know what that is. <laughs> the tag was M-L-I-T. My life is Twilight. <laughs> Ooh. People would tag posts. My MLIT, my life is Twilight. Mm-hmm. Uh, if something, if something magical <laughs> happened to them, right? They would say, yeah. "My life is Twilight." And I had a friend who violently hated this this tag and would take <laughs> people down on their pages, like, "Your life is not fucking Twilight." <laughs> <laughs> well, vampires are very secretive, so your friend, you know, they could have been yeah. wrong. Maybe when you were said- trying to regulate the <laughs> regulate the flow of information. When you said Facebook tag, Audrey, what I was thinking is like, I don't know if y'all had experience with this, but like someone would like upload a photo and it would be like the one who sleeps in class. Oh, the yeah. The goofy one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, were you getting tagged as like various vampires and werewolves? <laughs> yeah. Wait, okay, everyone go around, tag yourself as a character in this film. Let me think on this. Okay, would- I... I feel very strongly about being one of the freaky chicks that they bring up from the Amazon. <laughs> They're the ones like, who have no lines. They have no lines, but they do mind control. And at one point, like they, I'm uh, hold on, I gotta find my note. Um, they, oh, the fr- <laughs> the freaky chick, like she's like to Edward, she's like, I'm gonna show you something because like she she can get in his <laughs> mind and like and like show him things. And I thought, based on the face he was making, that she was like. I don't know why I thought this, but she was showing him like fucking her. Like, <laughs> that's, dude, that's what I thought too. Yeah, it was like the face. He was kind of making like a sexy face. So that would definitely be me because if I had any of these vampire powers, I would only use them for the purpose of sexual harassment. Like, <laughs> absolutely nothing but that. I'm going to tag myself as the Irish vampire who has no lines or he has like one line. And, and he's has, in the little he, hat. He's like, oh. 
I don't the eighteen year war like he's like talking about his little like yeah. potato famine war. I'm like that did not affect you as a vampire. Yeah, you were fine. Faith well, in the are- vampires, he said. You are wearing like a white cable knit fisherman's sweater, so you are you are dressing the part tonight. I got in character. All you need is a little like page boy hat and like a ah, I don't think it's right for us to be around all these humans. <laughs> Uh, are just big potatoes, and I feast on it. <laughs> I'm going taser hand. I'm going to be taser hand. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Choice. Yeah, that's a good one. We took collaborative notes because we watched this together, and I had forgotten that we just have a note that says, Donovan is Charlie. Because yes! I have a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a little bit clueless. My daughter comes up, and, like, clearly crazy stuff's going on. Her friend has turned into a giant wolf b- before my eyes. And I'm like, I don't know what this is all about. You should come home. I don't know if this is good. She is such a bad daughter. Like, she's like, Dad, I'm not going to tell you any information. You just have to trust me and do exactly what I say. I'm like, bitch, you're 17 years old. I'm going to beat your ass. Like, shut the fuck up. Stop telling me what to do. I was getting so mad at her during this. Oh, my God. I... Wow, I'm so excited to talk to this movie. Talk about this talk movie. Talk to this movie. Talk to this movie. Oh, I did a lot of talking to this movie. <laughs> Get me on the phone with this movie because I have questions. So I'm going to start. I want you guys very, very basically, like like less than five minutes. I want you guys to walk me through like what you think is happening in this movie. Because oh, I'm really interested shit. because it's not like this is part two of a two-part you know, narrative. So it is really disjointed. It's really, I can imagine for somebody who hasn't, like, I watched part one the day before I watched part two. So, like, I really know what's going on. I think it's me, probably... Me too, but there, were still, there was still a part that I was confused by. I was like, did I miss this in the book? Yeah, and you yeah. didn't, because I also had a part that I was confused about, and I think we'll get there. But I, I think it's probably even more disjointed for our guests so i want you guys y'all to just like try to walk me through like what what do you two think like essentially was happening well we oriented ourselves by wikipedia Mm -hmm. plot summary to breaking dawn part one and that didn't help no i was gonna say that would not be something (laughs) that would be helpful yeah oh no there is a spooky cgi baby uh, One of the worst of- things I've seen committed to cinema. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. I had heard people like comment on that in the past, and in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, "Oh, I'm waiting to see this thing. It can't be that bad." But no, it was that bad. Well, have you have y'all seen? I'll put the- it in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Have y'all seen the the? They shot it originally with a doll. And then ended up the doll looked so bad that they covered it with CGI. So if you can imagine, there is there is footage available out there of this looking even worse than it does. And it's haunting. It looks like, like originally in the original footage, which I'm hoping Franny can send to you guys, it looks like I a just, Chucky yeah, doll. I just passed it in there. Let's fire this up I, here. Before even seeing it, the fact that what we saw was the improved version. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. Is terrifying to me. I'm clicking the chat and I'm clicking the link and Yo, oh my <laughs> looks like a fucking Renaissance painting. What the fuck? It's terrifying. Baby's There's an article here. Like There's no. an article here entitled "Oh Great Twilight's Creepy Renesme Doll Is Also Haunted" from Mary. <laughs> no. Sarah. 
Oh my god. <laughs> it looks fucking haunted. Tell you that. hundred yeah, percent. Any human person could tell you that this doll is haunted. Like that is a foregone conclusion. I think I saw a picture of that too, and I thought it was like a Photoshop for like no. a humorous article and no. it tried to make it look like that. My thing is like, why does the doll have a receding hairline? Like <laughs> Well, and like a like a chin. Like the doll, yeah. like like why does it have yeah. like an extra like very protruding chin i have seen this photo thousands of times and yet when you open it it really still does the trick like it is so funny it is so horrible i imagine being the actor handed that prop like how do you not how do you not respond and be like this looks fucking horrible like we shouldn't use this in the movie i guess one of these articles says that um nikki whatever whoever played rosalie she would only refer to it as the creature yeah (laughs) the whole time they were shooting it yeah because yeah they had to interact with this guy this this like baby because then they just posted it Right. Over, I guess, yeah. Because my my thought was that they were acting with an orange on a dowel rod. That's what I <laughs> yeah. thought they were reacting to. But it turns out they're reacting to one of the most horrifying things ever created <laughs> by a creature shop Gosh. in Hollywood. Yeah. That's so funny. Imagine being handed that handed that thing and being like, okay, your direction in this scene is that you need to express love towards this object. Express love towards yeah. this chest burster from Alien. <laughs> They're like, yeah, David Lynch's movie, you know, it didn't work out, but he started on props already, so we got to use it. Yeah, we Sorry, got, we we're got doing got him a favor. Lynch doll. This thing is worth $2 million. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I care about the environment and not polluting it with terrifying robot babies. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> I mean, like, it really, I have looked at this so many times and it never gets less funny. Like, it is. It isn't. It, it appears to be in a museum somewhere. And I would, I would have love to make a, a visit to it. <laughs> Yeah, and I it, I guess it also makes me feel safe that it's, like, in a glass box somewhere. <laughs> it's in containment. Yeah, like, like I SCP. don't believe in jail. I don't believe in a carceral system, but I do believe this <laughs> thing should be locked up with, like, guns pointed at it 24-7. Like, this is, like, there's that haunted doll that people will visit, and they'll, like, make a joke about it, and then it'll haunt them, and then they come back to this museum, and, like, it's, like, plastered with, like, letters, like, apology letters written to this doll. Like, stop oh. my family. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, this is the doll that, um, what's that fucking movie based off of? The, not Chucky, Annabelle? but the other one. Annabelle. Yeah, yeah. that's that's her, I think. Wow. And so, oh. so I, I would similarly like to just do a preemptive kind of apology to Renezme. Yeah. To just kind of, like, you know, <laughs> make sure I'm fully covered. Okay, wait, here's a good question for the two of you. Okay, Audrey, can you tell me why the child is named Renesme? Uh it is a portmanteau of okay. the of the parents' names. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Many children names. in this country have that name now, which is just <laughs> magic. There's a whole Wikipedia article and it's like, Oh yeah, Stephanie Meyer created this name all by herself. <laughs> yeah. Late nights in the workshop, hammering those two pieces together. (laughs) Majesty we have now. I yeah, because I was watching this and I was like, you know what? I guarantee you, Donovan and Audrey will hear the name Renesmee and go, "What? (laughs) What the the fuck are they talking about?" (laughs) 
I'm a big fan, though, and so I have changed my name in our call right now to Donovan Esme, which not quite <laughs> as good of a ring to it, but we're workshopping it. Devesme. 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 Ad- so Fesme. Ooh, I kind of like my I, I think I have the best one on account of just my my name ending in an E. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like Stephanie Meyer. I'm like she must have reverse engineered this. Like maybe re- she woke up with like like in a cold sweat one night and was just like Renesmee. <laughs> she was like, I know where I'm going with this. I had a dream about the most terrifying doll, and I don't know what to call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's start. I want to make sure that we like we like like we go to the very beginning of the movie because the first like 10 minutes of this movie are absolutely incredible. Like I was on, I was texting Franny as I watched it today when I got home from school and I was on the floor. Cause I don't think I have seen this movie before. I do not think I've seen breaking Dawn part two. I know I saw breaking Dawn part one because y'all missed out on it, but there's the, it ends with the most haunting scene ever, which is Bella's birth scene, which is initiated by her bending over to pick up a plastic cup of blood that she's dropped in her entire body cracking in half. Like, Uh. yeah, like exorcism style. And, uh, but the beginning of this movie is like truly one of the best things that has ever been committed to film. Like they really, (laughs) they didn't have to do it to us. Um, her waking up from being transformed into a vampire is rather anticlimactic. Like she just kind of wakes up, immediately starts making out with Edward, and then they're well, like, "She okay. can see dust." That's the first really exciting mm-hmm. thing that she can see. Right? Which, it's, uh, it, were you guys thinking like, like I felt like, wouldn't this make you seasick to like zoom in? I was like, how is she controlling her vision? I don't understand this. Right. It's it like very exactly readers exactly when you don't need them. Like right. it looks when you're tripping. That's how I felt. Yo. That's, like, dead on. Mm-hmm. Where, like, every little thing, like, the dirt in the carpet, she was like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. <laughs> the the sponge painting in the in the terrifying motel that you're in, the, in yeah. the ceiling. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. everything was, yeah. like, suddenly, like, alive, and all the little things were moving, and she was like, whoa. And then she starts making out with Edward, whatever. We don't care about that. What I do care about is when they start running through the forest. <laughs> yeah. Like- every every time they're zooming, I'm just like, because I had no experience with this, I understand that this is a thing that happens often, is zooming through a forest. Yeah. Uh, I just... <laughs> the the camera work on that was incredible. Just like the way things move felt very yeah. weird. Yeah, I was watching it on like with subtitles on and basically every single piece of dialogue was interspersed with the subtitle of whoosh. Like the brackets <laughs> is like whooshing sound. <laughs> whoosh, whoosh. Um, yeah, I just have to say like, I don't think I've ever and like once again, we've watched all of these movies and read all of these books this month. I didn't think I would be surprised by anything. When she spots the climber up on the rock and immediately, (laughs) like, starts running up the rock like some kind of literal demon, I don't think I have, like, released that hard into laughter in, like, years. Like, I had to watch that scene. Oh, like, I probably sounded in the other room like I was dying because I was, like, 
so shocked by just the way all of a sudden she just like we're literally three minutes into this movie and they're Mm -hmm. like launch that little demon body at the rock wall and she's just like (laughs) full speed like on all fours like up this rock wall with like apropos of absolutely nothing like and the climber does not notice this like untethered climber just you know why is he untethered yeah Yeah, free climbing alone which that's that's like a rare thing too yeah, like you're <laughs> famous if you're a success. You're either famous or dead if you're a free climber. Alex Honnold shot this scene. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what I was like. I was like, they literally like they were like Alex Honnold, pull your stinky little van up. Like we need you up on this wall so this demon Kristen Stewart can chase you. In the background of Free Solo, if you look really, really closely, <laughs> you see her like. <laughs> that's actually what motivates him to get up the wall and not yeah. fall he's like there's a demon Kristen Stewart is chasing <laughs> me up this wall my favorite part of that beat is that she's she immediately keys on the deer that's the first thing she keys on but then she goes wait man blood so she goes running to the rock wall then she goes wait Edward's like no you can't and she fucking goes okay fine the same deer and goes back to the, like <laughs> It goes and what? finds that very no. same deer. She jumps off the cliff. Yeah. She just goes, whatever. Launches. <laughs> she has been like re-alive after like literally dying for like an hour. And she's like, whatever. Jumps <laughs> off the cliff. Like absolutely. She yeah. has got, she goes demon mode to being like, ugh. And then just like launching herself into like the abyss. To be fair, after I like wake up from a long nap, like that's essentially how I go at my pantry. <laughs> After like breaking into like a, a ruffles bag of chips, like I I can understand her hunger there. Meg is like Franny, no, and you just like, and I'm launch like, yourself off the porch <laughs> <laughs> on the ground. Yeah, I was like, I just like I can't even describe then so she's going after the deer but then she gets distracted because a mountain lion is going after the deer and the way <laughs> she tackles. This mountain lion, because it's it's she's. I I think it would be fair to say that Kristen Stewart is somewhat waifish. Time. Just f- just fucking annihilates this puma. <laughs> it's like- and, an endangered species too. It's like oh, she's mm. saved the deer in a way by murdering an apex predator, and there's few remaining. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. sad. Very We're headed bad. towards like ecosystem collapse if these like vampires continue to like live out their <laughs> fantasies by killing endangered animals. <laughs> <laughs> Only manatee blood can satiate my hunger. <laughs> <laughs> I need the lover. It's just like this movie. It it happens in all of the movies, but for some reason they're addicted to showing us the vampires colliding with the object of their adversary in midair rather than like maybe chasing it down and sort of like dragging it to the ground, which would be look a little bit better. I think maybe Mm -hmm. and more realistic, but they love to show us, you know, we see it a lot in the subsequent battle scene, but they like the way, the specific way that she collides with this mountain lion is just, it looks, it gives us kind of a, precursor to this movie as a whole where it, the mm-hmm. we know the visual effects are going to look really really bad <laughs> like the movie looks like it was made in 2005 rather than but like they 2011 saved, they saved up all the visual effects for the end though i would argue because i think that scene looks good and i won't say what i'm talking about yet but you think that scene looks good 
We're going to have to hash this out here in a little bit. You yeah. think the battle we'll looks get... good? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We're going to have to have a vampire battle of our own. <laughs> Once we get to that scene, it's odd. Wow. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to talk about that because I really felt the opposite. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they get back to the house. She's like, I want to meet the baby. Uh, like I said before, there is literally not enough time on, like, however many hours we pay for in Squadcast and, like, the Earth in general for us to talk about how bad the baby looks and how yeah. upsetting Incredible. it is. Incredible. Um, it literally looks like, like one of the... Uh, the like early DS games, I think the the brand was Imagine If, where it'd be like Imagine If Fashion Designer, Imagine If Babysitter, like this would be the baby on or party. Imagine babies, If Vampire Baby. Imagine If Vampire <laughs> Baby. I can it imagine it. It looks like a Nintendo dog. Like, yeah, it does look like. A- <laughs> you're dragging this baby through the hoops. You're picking you're like- up this baby shit. <laughs> yeah, you're talking into the little microphone. Renesme, Renesme, Renesme. You're like my my speaker must be broken. I've been saying this for a half hour. You're like fix it, mom. Renesme, Renesme. It's so horrifying. It's so bad. I'm gonna have horrible dreams about this baby um and then is this when we find out about the the imprinting yeah and bella's more upset about jacob yeah naming her baby you nicknamed my baby after the loch ness monster so (laughs) he's a personal friend of mine (laughs) (laughs) yes he exists very nice uh yes he exists um when you two watched this, did you understand what imprinting was? Maybe. Uh, I, I'm kind of like, that's what happens when like a baby dog follows you around, right? They you, think you're the mom. Do y'all understand, I guess, like what essentially this entails? Probably not. It seems. No, like. <laughs> I. I don't. I don't have a full. I know that. I know that she was quite upset that you imprint that she imprinted with the baby, or that he imprinted with the baby. Yeah. So I was just explaining this, Franny. Do you want it to explain this, or do you want me to explain this? You go for this? it. Go for it. So I was just explaining this to my to my boyfriend because I made him watch the last like twenty minutes of the movie with me just now after we finished dinner. And he was like at the very end, watched like the scene between Jacob and Renesmee and was like, yeah. What? And I was like, Do you not know? So in the in the second book we learn about imprinting, and it's what the werewolves do. They see their soulmate and they immediately are like, Okay, I'm like drawn to protect this person for forever. And it only in the second book happens between two like adults or like teachers. In the third book, we then learned that what, like, they're like, something crazy happened. And you're like, what? And they're like, Quill, one of the wolves, imprinted on a baby. And essentially, the whole thing is that, like, he will be her, like, protector through her whole life. So, like, when she's young, he'll be, like, her caretaker and, like, older brother. And then, like, later on in life, when she is of age for a lover, he will take that on so that we have a note here that says groomer asked taylor lautner what the fuck yeah so exactly that's exactly what that is um but it's very like the both the book which is weird because it shouldn't be because it invented it but both the book and the movie are really uncomfortable with the concept and never get 
really that deep, but that mm-hmm. that is what's going on. Yeah. An additional layer of scariness to werewolves, you know, beyond the fangs and claws, <laughs> they're also fucking sexual predators. Yeah. If Not yeah, great, and the fact folks. that Jacob's like, you know I can't control it. It's like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's therapy you could kind of do for this sort of thing. There are steps yeah, you, you could, could not take, be around Jacob. her. Franny and I yeah. talked about this in our last episode. Like, what they couldn't just go get a baby. Like, right? Yes. <laughs> there wasn't any the like crazy was, yeah. scenes with it like getting launched or anything. It was just <laughs> or there. running around itself. Right. <laughs> like we know it grows quickly, but but we don't really see that happen. It just looked like a normal but fucked up baby. Like there, I guess right. it said it said Charlie's name at one point, right? Wasn't it like Charlie, or was that <laughs> oh Edward saying God. it? I thought when I thought when Edward brought her in to meet Charlie, um, the, I think Renesme said Charlie, and then Edward was like, "Your grandpa's here. <laughs> he wants to meet you." And then its head turned around three times. <laughs> <laughs> but these are all things that like there are so many like. My thing, like, if a if a Pampers commercial can have a baby in it, why can't, like, the most high-budget movie of 2011 yeah. have an actual baby actor? Like, I don't... It's it those baby be- unions, you know? It's cheaper <laughs> yeah. to go with uh, CGI designers than to work with a baby union, and it's really disgusting the way this practice continues. Yeah. CGI, CGI scab baby. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> the CGI baby is a scab. <laughs> Does it count as being a scab if you're not real? <laughs> um, so, so Bella, the way that she, when she finds all this out, she drags Jacob by the neck outside in what looked like the way that they do fight choreography for like an eighth grade play. <laughs> and then this is when the other vampires give Bella her birthday present. Um, yeah, the sex and- house. Yeah, the sex house. And we got to talk about this sex scene, y'all. Like, mm. like, does anybody want to, does anybody want to start? What were, what were we feeling? What were we thinking? Like, if I'm to be perfectly honest with you, large portions of this movie sort of just washed over. Me. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't remember a whole lot of details. I just remember feeling ways. Yeah. <laughs> I there were a couple things about this sex. So Franny and I were complaining uh, in the last movie about how the sex scenes, like because it's PG thirteen, it's like they use all of these like quick cuts to kind of like suggest sex rather than mm-hmm. actually be like they're having right. sex. Like it's like bodies, their knees, their eyes, like right. ba ba like it's like head, shoulders, mm-hmm. knees, and toes, like cut together but there's a really weird shot here which we spent a long time arguing about whether or not vampires could come and i think there was a shot here where bella there's like an explosion Freddie's nodding her head there's like an explosion of like amber lights i thought he was eating her out there I thought like so when she's too, like, and that she was yeah. yeah, and that she was coming because it's like there's light, like it's like all yeah. literally fireworks going off behind her. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so that done. My and work done. here is done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's that over. was a vibes moment for me. I sort of just was like, whoa. <laughs> oh, cool. Flashing lights was like <laughs> you're like okay, cool. Yeah, there this movie was jingling things. keys in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yay! yay. 
There are some funny things about the decoration of the sex house, namely to me that Renesmee in her in her room has a Hello Kitty pillow. And that just felt so weird and off to me. I was like, I guess this child does enjoy normal things too. But I'm like, what vampire's going on buying her freaking Hello Kitty? Like, everyone's like one million years old. They're not going to understand the concept. Yeah. Hello Kitty's timeless. Yeah, she's been I, around almost as long as the vampires. Yeah. For a child who, like, surely spends their nights, like, stalking the streets and, like, killing random people Jack the Ripper style, I feel like Hello Kitty is not timeless. Like, <laughs> this is a killing machine. Like, I am fully in agreement with the Voltori that they need to execute this child as, <laughs> as possible. Like, I am so off-put by it. The fact that there was both a crib... And a bed in the bedroom. Like, yeah. by the time they drag her little ass all the way to that sex cottage, she's gonna be, like, a full-grown child as she is, like, as soon as they return. Mm-hmm. It's not a crib. It's actually a cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, she needs to be contained. Yeah, it's a bulletproof <laughs> box. <laughs> like, I have a note here that Edward is constantly cheesing. Like, oh, every moment so in this movie, much. he's just like... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> He loves He's having a baby. A big, this seventeen-year-old loves having a baby. <laughs> there is a lot of that season, and there was a lot of scenes where there a lot of people standing in a room with ample seating, sometimes because with their arms very awkwardly at the sides. Wait, what? They is that a Twilight to. thing, or is that like a general vampire thing? It's a Twilight rule that really did not have to exist, but I think it's because yeah. they don't get tired standing, unlike the rest of us fucking slobs yeah. <laughs> useless mortals i'm getting yeah. you fucking read that <laughs> yeah i'm getting yeah. a standing desk so i can become a vamp that's uh that's where <laughs> this is taking me standing desk and a pair of like all birds is like vampire <laughs> vampire core <laughs> um silicon valley's filled with those uh we also noted that jacob is a lot like newman he's just like there like, nobody wants him there, but he's still there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's just hanging out. Yeah, no one except Renesmee. And Jacob really, um, I would say, kind of sabotages his way permanently into their life by... Bella and Edward are like, okay, like, we're going to leave town. Like, we're going to... We can't be around here. We can't tell Charlie who's Bella's dad. And Jacob just goes to Charlie's house and he's like, okay, Charlie, just stand right there. Jacob strips off literally all of his clothing. <laughs> Charlie like, is like, please don't. Can you imagine the fucking trauma of that situation? Like, oh. first you're like, oh, what the fuck's going on? You're just taking your clothes off with no explanation. This and then he smells a like a Hollister is getting naked. <laughs> now he's a wolf. You are also, you have to take into account, this is the police chief of the town in the woods with a teenager who's like, hold on, I'm going to take off all my clothes. Don't be alarmed. Like, it's okay. No, 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 wait. Like, it's a really bad... Like, imagine, like, a hiker comes upon them at that exact moment. They're like, yeah. hey, isn't that the police chief? Hey, isn't that, like, one of the teenage boys from the nearby native reservation completely naked in the forest? Like, really bad vibes. Not great. It's no. not what it looks like, but what it is is also not great. Yeah. <laughs> Just get out of here, please. Yeah, no. Charlie, like, for his part, seems to be, like... He's just relieved that Bella doesn't turn into an animal, which for me, I'm like, turning into an animal would be so much cooler than being a vampire, I think. Mm-hmm. Just more fun. We get to see Jacob running through the woods. We see his, like, sense of 
uh, of sight during this. Like, that seems way more fun than being a vampire and standing all the time and never getting to sleep. That's another thing that vampires yeah. do. They don't have to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. They can't get the peanut butter out of a Kong. A lot of downsides <laughs> to being a vampire. I'm team werewolf. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, and what he says as he's disrobing is he says, you don't live in the world you think you do. <laughs> That's a wild thing to say to a man while you're disrobing. Yeah. Shh, you don't live in the world you think you do. Um... And so Charlie comes over to the house. He like meets Renesme, which like if like the child, they're like, oh, we just adopted this child. That's like clearly at this point like a toddler from my sister who died in a car accident, and we named her a portmanteau of Edward's name and Renee's name. I'm like, well, didn't they like? It's really dark because like they're basically saying they must have renamed the child. Right. Like they're like, no, your parents are dead now. (laughs) You don't love them anymore. Uh (laughs) Your name is Renesme. No, we see them at Christmas. Charlie does not question why she is growing. Like why she tell it not to. They yeah, but, like, he's just gonna out. sit there. <laughs> he's like, okay, I don't know what to get you for Christmas, because I don't really know what age you'll be. Like, <laughs> I don't really know what you are. Um, they're like, Charlie, like, if you ask us why she's growing, you're toxic. You're, you're toxic and we'll cut you out. You're a bad parent. You're crossing my boundaries by asking why this child was two yesterday and is seven today. You're toxic. Like, stop. <laughs> um, oh so they, um, like, Charlie comes and sees the baby. He's like, all right, cool. Like, peace out. Like, <laughs> goes home. And then... Uh, Bella and Emmett arm wrestle to a St. Vincent song. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, what a mm-hmm. magic moment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about to be a fucking battle or something. They were like, we're going to test your, your vampire skills. And like, nah, <laughs> the ancient vampire art of Rochambeau. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett still looks, in the last movie, his hairline was really, really bad. And in this movie, what I noticed is he's the only one who they like, like in the first movie, they really made them look, at, they made everyone look pale and they made them sparkle and then they just kind of gave up on that, you yeah. know, right away. Yeah. Um, but Emmett looks like he has like kabuki makeup on. Like yes, he looks so much paler than the rest the of them. Thing. And well, I don't know I, why. I think what's happening in this movie is they kind of like they stop making Edward look pale and they stop making the others look pale because now we're like in Bella's eyes, they're not pale anymore because she's like mm. the same color uh, as them. But I, that's, that's pretty why generous of so, you. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm ascribing like like artistic choices to a movie where truly, like, of course, none exist. But I think. Like, that's why it was so jarring that he was, like, super white and everybody else they were, like, had given up. Like, it was, like, the actor, Kellen Lutz, like, was, like, no, the text (laughs) says that they're pale. So I demand that you paint kabuki makeup on me. (laughs) Or they were, like, we we blew all of our... um our budget on Renesmee, and since like Emmett's like the, like probably the like lowest build of the vampire family, he's like he went into makeup first, and they're like, sorry, <laughs> we ran out, we don't have any more money to buy more makeup, so spent all our money on this this person does not exist ass baby, <laughs> <laughs> the baby that you see in your dreams. <laughs> um, 
Also, I, like, once again, like, y'all know, like, I am not here to, like, body shame anybody, and you two don't know this because you haven't seen the previous two movies, but the whole point is that these vampires, they don't change at all. But the problem is, now they've been shooting these movies for, like, five or six years by the time they get to this final movie, and it is actually super, like, super like there's very very visible aging on carlisle the like lead vampire the blonde mm-hmm. one like he has gained a lot of weight since the first because movie. he's like a 40 a 40 year old man and they yeah. should sure. i think just casted like a 22 a, a year old like the rest of them <laughs> You've yeah, really been like, hitting the blood hard, huh, Carlisle? <laughs> no, like, it's like, I don't, like, it's not something I would ever usually comment on, but it's really, really jarring because they're like, Carlisle, like, he's way too young and hot for him to be passing his 40 years old. Like, we gotta move towns. And he's just, like, <laughs> clearly 40 years old, like, just chilling, like, <laughs> yeah, blonde, wearing a over. quarter zip. Like, they're not doing him any favors. Like, Collecting they're dressing that- him. <laughs> collecting that stephanie meyer money yeah, yeah like rolling around um bella says that she's born to be a vampire which <laughs> okay all right this is the point where i was like so <laughs> my life is it's twilight. Writ- <laughs> my life is twilight it's written like a self-insert right like it's uh, mm-hmm. uh bella is is written as a blank slate uh, for the reader to project themselves onto mm-hmm. uh and of course if you, the girl reading this, was turned into a vampire, you would also be the most capable vampire of all time with no training. Like, Who's the most capable vampire of all time? The girl reading this. <laughs> <laughs> My life is Twilight. <laughs> I think that it's like it's like that annoying thing. Like, I, if I was a vampire, I'd be really annoyed. Like, another vampire would be really annoyed because it's like, you know when you're, like, at your at your job and like there's like a new hire and they're like oh no 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 like don't show me actually the right lever to pull down on the dishwasher like i know this and you're like oh go right ahead you fucking asshole like, <laughs> no, 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 no no like show me show me how to operate the industrial dishwasher like that's bella with being a vampire she's like yeah like no actually even if you hadn't swooped in i wouldn't have eaten that like Alex Honnold free solo or like <laughs> I was in control the whole time and you're like fuck you Bella you born to be a vampire bitch like, whatever <laughs> um, at this point we meet the Volturi when you guys first saw the Volturi like what did you think <laughs> I knew I recognized the lead vampire mm-hmm. Michael Sheen from- yes I recognized him from something and I was instantly put off by his his personage. He's yeah. very very good choice for uh, ancient uh, vampire cult leader. Yeah, I was just like, "Mamma mia, check out these Italian vamps!" <laughs> and then I'm like, some of them got like the Roman sounding names, and I'm like, "Wow, this goes all the way back to to ancient Rome." Yeah, a little historical. You know, is that where they originated? I thought that was more of a Transylvania thing, but I don't actually know where that is, so. Well, so, if you noticed, the vampires who rolled up with the Colons who were very, like, no, let's kill the Volturi were supposed to be, like, Transylvanians. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're like, oh, like, the Volturi actually encroached on our thing, like, being vampires, 
and like burned down their castles. And so they're like all of these that like they were like 1500 years later, like it's time. Like we're going to like fuck these guys up. <laughs> and, it's, and it's all because these two teenagers fucked. Yeah. It's time. yeah. <laughs> but my favorite, like I, for some reason, like when it cut to them, in their little cave for the first time. And, you know, we've been watching the Voltori for four movies now. I was like, wait, these three dudes are just down there fucking each other all the time. Like, they have this little cave. You have to knock to enter. Like, they're literally like 24. The door yeah. <laughs> Big sex dungeon vibes. I feel yeah. that. Like, these three freaks are down there just fucking jerking each other off. Like, They'll yeah. be down there like seventy-two hours at if a time, they can just come. like which <laughs> we know oh. they are, we can. So the, the look on your Meyer, face when you said if they could come, if brilliant, yeah. Right. Uh, Franny, <laughs> I was I was waiting to tell you this. We did get a message from a listener that did contain that Stephanie Meyer. Oh, well, good. So I okay. do have definitive answers. And what we came to on our own is correct. Is that, that it's in, Venom? Yes. That Venom behaves like blood in the bloodstream to like to harden the penis. And that then what you're coming is not Venom, but it's it's akin to just their regular saliva, which on its own is not venomous, but has venomous properties, and venom mm. has the property of reproduction. That's fucked up. <laughs> so that's how Bella got pregnant. Alright. <laughs> I mean, I have to accept it. That's- <laughs> so, so for Audrey, Audrey and Donovan, we had, like, several discreet questions. Number one, are, is Edward always hard, or can he get hard, or is he yes. just flaccid the whole time they're fucking? Number two, is he coming... And if so, is he coming semen or is he coming venom? And we got both of our, our answers, so I'm really glad Stephanie addressed that. She <laughs> did one funny, thing right. Yeah, what's <laughs> funny is in the blog post, she was like, I really wanted to address this in the book, but there just wasn't time. And I'm like, that's a lie. <laughs> like <laughs> This book, it had to be split into two movies because yeah. it was 800 pages long. You could tack on an extra two sentences about Edward's yeah, cum. Like, parentheses. <laughs> By the way, he does get hard. The hardness comes from the venom operating like blood. Also, the cum is not venom, but it has venomous properties. Like, that's all we need to know. We just, just got a it- vamp sex ed chapter. Yeah. yeah, just put it in the appendix. Yeah, well, there's yeah. a whole fucking go. appendix full of a thousand names of every vampire that's ever existed. So, like, give us another page on vampire sex. <laughs> Which, yeah. speaking of, let's let's kind of do a, a quick rundown of some of the vampires oh, that come to no. join them. Because basically, they're like, long story short, this one vampire saw Renesmee from afar and was like, she must be like an immortal toddler. Um, I'm going to tell on them, right? So she rats them out. And so they're like, we have to gather witnesses so that they see her. Because Arrow, Michael Sheen, his the way that he judges stuff is like, he can touch you and see all your memories. Um so, of course, they get their, like, little Alaskan vampire friends um, the who look like Russian influencers, I think I said on the last, <laughs> yeah. on the last episode. Um, and then we go to Egypt, and who do we see there but water-bending vampire Rami Malek. Actually, Amazing. all element-bending. He's the Avatar. <laughs> he He's very incredible. much like... <laughs> he has, like, a very similar vibe in this movie as he did in Night at the Museum when he was King Tut. Just, like, mm-hmm. very, like, mmm... 
Yeah. <laughs> round. Yeah. I have to say, is Rami Malik Middle Eastern? Because they had him playing like South Asian in this. He was a no. They're Egyptian. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. If the book is to be believed. Okay. Because I felt I was like, this feels like some weird, like just like glossing over, like like they're basically like like creating like a racial homogeny over like one entire like hemisphere of the world. It felt right. like to me. Yeah. But this movie racist? No way. Um. <laughs> as soon as they announced that there would be Amazonian vampires, we were both like, this will be handled sensitively as well. <laughs> They definitely won't be absolute freaks who do not talk like, <laughs> and have their faces painted like just really bad. Like it was really bad. Um, yeah. Um, Rami Malik is like water bending. They go to um, that's when we meet the Irish people. Um, mm-hmm. The Amazonians show up. I'm trying. Who else is there? The Transylvanians. There's, there's a British vampire. There's like a Russell. He's like a Russell Brand vampire, and he's yes. like, I'm going to go to the attic, and then he just like jumps up to the attic of their house and just like yeah. walks in. Um, there's also there's, there's my attic f- access from the roof. Yes, <laughs> this is my problem. Yeah. As because, in- well, there is because they love to jump out of any window. Like that's like they don't like using doors. They just like to jump out. Also, there's a there's a vampire that fought in the American Revolution. Yes, I have some um, quotes from him. Is uh, that the one that had like a romance going with another vampire showed up? Yeah, mm-hmm. and like he yeah three lines the through the movie, we went through the whole romantic arc. Yeah, and he yeah. also kills. He straight up murders a person in front of. Emmett and Rosalie who go to collect him. He's like, "Hold on, I got to finish killing this person before." Cuz he's killing a Yeah, he kills he like only kills British people because he like hates the British cuz he was an American Revolution soldier. And he quotes they're like, him. Ugh, "Okay, go ahead." <laughs> <laughs> well, what well, he's like, "I hate like I hate all of the British music." And then Emmett and Rosalie are in the background and Emmett says, "Even the Beatles really Garrett?" And then the other quote that I had from him um, is that they're talking about all their like war- vampire war stories around the campfire, and he says, "I was this close to biting Custer." <laughs> yeah, he did say that. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. yeah, they do this like awesome campfire where it's like these vampires have been a part of every major battle ever, mm-hmm. and so they're like, "Yeah, well, you know, I was here like." in, like, the battle of, like, I don't know, like, random place in the earth. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> did you, I don't know. I, totally, I also have I to like, say that my roommate walked in during some of this, and what he asked me, and I was like, this is a really good question. He said, do they have jobs? And I was like, only <laughs> yeah. one of them has jobs. Carlisle is a doctor, but the rest of them, no. They just huh. stand around all day. Well, they don't need to eat. And they also, That's like, yeah. That's where most of my money goes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. me too. In the first book, they tell us that the reason that the Coens, like, have so much money... Uh, does anybody want to guess? Mm, they invested early in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> You're not far off, so... You know, the one Cohen girl can tell the future, so they use her to play the stock market. Uh, oh, incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that's... Literally, they're like... Bella's like, wow, this is a really nice house. And he's like, well, we don't sleep. And that one can tell the future. So we're just constantly playing the stock market. So like, that's how they removed. explain away. 
They don't shit. Yeah. They don't, like, have to, like, buy, like, toilet paper. They need no health products ever. Right. Their clothes always fit. Though, they do say in the book that they get rid of, they wear, like, an outfit once and then they get rid of it. So yeah. they're like very Seinfeld. Seinfeld Yeah. Seinfeld <laughs> 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 oh, wait. I wanted to, when you brought up Newman earlier, I wanted to tell you guys this. So, um, we... I was like doing like a legal research project last night and I just like you have to use like all of these like legal databases were like made by old men in like the 90s and are just like not user friendly at all. And so like I'm trying to do this like very simple like research case for a class and I'm just like it's 10 o'clock last night. I'm like I cannot get anywhere. And finally I'm like at the bottom of this page. I'm like typing in all of these like random ass search terms like trying to find anything that pertains to the case I'm supposed to be working on. And I get to the bottom of the uh footnotes that I'm looking at cuz I'm digging in this like treatise for footnotes and the case there's a case cited in an irregular citation format that's just Costanza v Seinfeld. And I was like <laughs> Am I like, what am I looking at? Like, what, like, is this real? Like, is this a joke? And so I'm like, I click on it, like, it's hyperlinked. And it was a guy named, like, Jerry Costanza who sued <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld in the 90s. Because he was like, George Costanza is based on me and I can prove it. And you're giving a bad name to everybody with the last name Costanza through the character of George Costanza. Do you think oh, they called yes. Larry David to the stand during that? They like, did. To, like, be like, actually, I'm the one who George is based on. Well, it never made it to, um, it never made it to trial like it it ended in summary judgment very quickly but i was like it was just like i was in such a space of being like so tired and like not believing what i saw anymore that it was like i was like what i was like is this real like i read the whole case and i was like did i make this up like it was it was very funny um that's incredible yeah uh here's a big question what do you guys think about the wigs in this movie See, I don't clock hair pieces that easy. Mm. There's something in me that I just I just believe hair when I see it. I yeah. just believe right. it. You're kinder than I. I'm <laughs> very I think skeptical I got the same of hair. Problem. I, I I had many things that I was like, this seems off, but I feel like if I the hair would have blended in with that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just the general uncanniness of everybody. Right. The hair of did not did not When everything's uncanny valley, nothing's uncanny valley. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a really good point. So Franny and I have been tracing, like, you know, the movies go from lower budget to high budget very quickly, and yet the wigs stay exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And in this movie, I was like, I texted Franny this. I was like, why do they have this? They had the, the Renesmee child, like the seven-year-old iteration, who mm-hmm. was maybe an actress, maybe CGI, maybe both. She was, like, I, she's an actress, yeah. Okay. They have her in a wig, that is so crazy. Now that you mention it, yeah. It's because That's- when they flash forward and she's like an adult, they can have her in the same wig because we all know your hair does not change throughout your life. This yeah. You're born with that true. hair. It stays the same. Can't do anything about it. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I just had to point that out. Like the wig, like we have had so many horrible sins against wigs in this movie, but that one specifically, I was like, 
it just looks so bad and it's a child like can't they just like use her natural hair that that does explain though because like okay initially she's the cgi baby and it's very spooky and it's very clear that this is not a real baby but then when she turned into the child version i definitely had a stretch where i was like is this cgi too yeah. yeah, they CGI a child for some reason too, and maybe it was the fucked up hair throwing me off because something mm-hmm. seemed off. There is, I struggle to, I struggle to agree that, like, I know this is an actress, but I, I struggle, I would struggle to say that there is no instance where they don't have something CGI going on with her. Mm. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it just feels like maybe when she's on Jacob's back, they have her up there. Well, they would have to, kind Which, of. I think we got to get there, because we've surprisingly, we've been recording for almost an hour. Oh, my God. Yeah. We let's, have to oh, touch on, lost on the, the vampire battle. Zone. So the vampire yeah. battle starts out, and we see everyone gearing up. Um, so it's all those these little vampire covens and then all the wolves coming in, which this is just a note for Sophie. Um, much like last time I think we were recording with Radio Free Tote Bag, Sophie informed me that the guy who played Stanford on Sex and the City had died. Yeah. That was the breaking news. This is my actor breaking news for Sophie. Do you know th- who plays Seth Clearwater? Oh, it's no. Boo Boo. It's Boo Boo Stewart. I did know this. The Descendants. He's Jafar's son. Yeah. Okay, yes, I did, because I remember when Boo-Boo got cast in Descendants, <laughs> it was like, guys, it's Boo-Boo from Twilight. Boo-Boo from Twilight's working again. <laughs> but I didn't... We don't see human Seth in this movie. No, I don't think we do either. But maybe we see him once, but not... Yeah. I have... The two movies are running together, but I do for... You don't see a lot of human Seth. No, but you never forget the name Boo Boo Stewart. So. I love Boo Boo. I wonder, like, I guess Descendants. Can we get is him still, on the pod? Uh, maybe. I think he would absolutely hate us, actually. We shouldn't have him on the pod. But he is adorable. Yes. Oh, I love Boo Boo. Thank you for bringing that up. You just what warmed name. my heart. Okay, so um, but welcome the to the vampire yeah. parade because these dudes show up looking like welcome <laughs> yeah. to the black parade ass my chemical romance ass yeah. <laughs> fucking they're so embarrassed there's literally there's such a hilarious like like long shot where it's the vampire coven and the werewolves and then on the other side we haven't like really gotten a scale of the Volturi yet but we see like this aerial shot and the Volturi there's like truly like of them. <laughs> yeah there's literally like a thousand <laughs> of them which I'm like they, there can't be that many vampires in the world they've never like, they got said all these a lot of yeah they never said that the Volturi was anywhere close to that big like that was no. like really taking some license like that was thousands of people <laughs> Like, There's some contract vamps in there just to boost the numbers up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I like when they all actors. they all removed their hoods at once across that whole big line, and I was thinking yeah. to myself, what did that practice look like to sync that up? <laughs> yeah. That's magic. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. Um. So yeah, they all line up. It's like they're like they do. They conduct the little like trial thing, and and Bella and Edward let. Is it Arrow touch mm-hmm. uh, Michael Sheen? They let Michael Sheen touch the child so that she can show him that, like, she was conceived in love by the two of them and not, you know, like. And he's totally not demon. creepy about it at all. No, no. he likes no. it and it's normal. Um, <laughs> and they, uh, they, like, 
are like, okay, like she's real, whatever. And then they're like kind of de- deliberating, I guess. And they're like, and then Alice shows up and she's like, oh, like I have evidence like that she's not dangerous. And they're like, well, we don't know for sure. So like the decision seems to be that they're still going to execute the child. And what happens next is very confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was because, so Yeah, it's like an all out vampire. All I have to say, and we'll get into the specifics, but what happens is an all <laughs> a vampire battle so crazy that it <laughs> opens a portal to hell. <laughs> a bigger battle than uh, fucking Marvel Civ- or um, the yeah. Civil War. Yeah, mm-hmm. like bigger battle than like like Thanos in like Endgame. Like it's like it's like fully like a portal to hell is opened by this battle, and then it turns out the whole battle that we watched for twenty minutes was just a vision by Alice. <laughs> Showing God. Arrow what would happen if they did choose to execute Which the child. I was I was kicking myself because I got so nervous because we read the book and I was like, for because one of the first things that happened is Carlisle just get his gets his head ripped off and I was like, did yeah. I miss this in the book? Did Carlisle <laughs> fucking die? Um, but so no, many it, was, it was all a dream. Yeah, well, that's the only way to kill a vampire. You got to get that, their head off. And that was the burn in their head with the torch thing they were doing. You have to separate the parts and then burn them, is uh, what we're told. But I, Franny, you said, and we have to get back to this, I'm not letting you off the hook, you said at the top of the podcast that it you good. think this looked good. This and is I just, why. I need, I'm going to give you an opportunity <laughs> to defend that position. Thank you. Just like your arrow, and I'm... I'm <laughs> and I'm holding your sword to your, your head. Body. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um... <laughs> You mentioned, Sophie, earlier that when Jacob, Bella pulls Jacob, like, out of the house, it looks like high school stage choreography. And while the visual effects, like, the rift did not look great, what did look good is the just, like, visual, like, shots in terms of, like, how fucking complicated logistically it would be to choreograph this whole fight. And I'm just so thrown back to high school So you're giving them credit theater. for I'm, hardness. Yeah. I am giving them credit for hardest because they there's always stuff and action going on. So I'm giving them A for effort. So this is my big problem. I have a couple major problems because I actually okay. disagree because mm. this movie is not it's a high budget movie and it's happening at the same time. Like at this at this time we have the Transformers movies have already been made. Um, a lot of the early Marvel movies have already mm-hmm. been made. Like, we have industry standards for battle scenes that look a lot better than this. Like, think about the first Transformers with Shia LaBeouf. Like, that movie, yeah. like, no, for the most part, I, I, like... I won't. I refuse yeah. to think about the first <laughs> Transformers. I really I don't. I saw it in the theater twice. Yeah, I probably did, too. Those... I, I should rewatch that. Audrey, did I make this up? Movie. Did you work in a movie theater? You made that up. That was not me. Okay, I did. Okay, never mind. I worked at a Renaissance Festival. Same 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 thing. thing. (laughs) Um, But Lord of the Rings came out like 10 years before this. The first Oh, yeah, you want to talk about a complicated fight scene. Big old fight scenes, yeah. They look a lot better than this. And so my biggest problem with this fight scene is you can feel stillness in it. Like, there are sections, one... They do a really bad job of placing people. So I was having a hard time of being like, who is where and when? And also there's a lot of stillness. Like there are moments where it's like you vanquish one vampire and then 
characters were just kind of like standing there, like NPCs, yeah. like reloading. <laughs> waiting it it for feels the next. like a video game arena with like the low yeah. poly fighting in the background, and you're just changing yeah. out whatever characters are in the middle area. Yeah, like there's a part where Bella like decapitates a guy and then just kind of like waits. And I'm like, that would not happen. <laughs> like there is danger literally from every angle. Mm-hmm. And then when the portal to hell is opened, it just like, it's like, it looks so fucking bad. Like they're just like vampire bodies are just being chucked into this like lava river, which is like huge question. What are they on? Are they on an ice sheet? And like, why is it cracked so easily by Rami Malik? And oh, why cool. is it like ice sheet up in the mountains and then like literally forty feet under as hell? Like it's like they're <laughs> also not like as- would no one would no one in the area of Forks be like, yeah, like there is something going on. Like they're just in this open clearing. Do you think that they had to like be like, okay, we are gonna meet here specifically? Like they had to like kind of negotiate like a a safe place for them to all meet because like. I don't. I mean, we saw that hiker was just there in right. like yeah, the depths right, of right. the forest. Also, multiple team kills with the rift. It's like, oh, he's powered yeah. up yeah. the super move, and you see all these friendlies falling in there. Yeah. No fucking team play. <laughs> I know. Was that helpful, Rami? Was that yeah. helpful? <laughs> Do you think you did a good job? <laughs> That's the other thing too. Is like Rami Malik, like, like. He has absolute power, right? If you can control yeah. the elements, that means you can literally control anything. So he was really not doing his fair share no. in this right. battle. Also, yeah, the the opening of the hell could also be used against them. It was just not very right. smart. You also, just put up like, a big trap in the middle of everyone, including your friends. Yeah, like, yeah. and why did he, like, he didn't ask anybody's permission before doing <laughs> no. that? Like, he wasn't like, hey, guys, like, strategic move, like, fall <laughs> right. back. I'm going to open up a portal to hell. It could have benefited from a moment where he just tugs at his collar after somebody falls <laughs> in. He's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's true. <laughs> and, like, also, if he can control the elements, like, Use the wind to blow the Voltori away. Like uh, bring in a bring in like a tsunami that just hits the Voltori. Like get like a get like I don't know like a like a what are other elements? A get big fire. old hailstorm. You yeah. got big baseball sized ice clonking these Voltori. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. It just felt like he was not bringing what he needed to bring to the team, and it was stupid it seemed like no team there was very little coordination and like we were saying with the fights like it seemed to always be like one-on-one and like what everybody just picks a a vamp (laughs) partner to spar with and we're doing that all over the place yeah and it was like no kind of no thought to like who was gonna match up with who like we had like little chicks like with like the the giant Voltori dudes, like it just didn't feel. I loved the one Voltori. There's like one like fifty year old Voltori, yeah, like, the guy with the long hair, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you stay out of this, brother. <laughs> I was supposed to retire today. <laughs> <laughs> they kept shutting down Smoke Guy. Smoke Guy was like, I'm gonna do it, and he's like, no, 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 yeah, like. To smoke everyone. Well, it's like that. Even during the battle, they were like, "Stop!" <laughs> they're like, "This is not impressive." Yeah, like, we literally do don't know. care. We get it. You vape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, but that was also part of it. Is that a certain contingency of the Voltori during the battle, like the lead guy, were standing totally unprotected, just off to the side. And Leonard, like, I think uh-huh. it's important at this point to mention 
we are discussing something that doesn't actually happen. This is something <laughs> no. that happens in the mind of yeah. the lead of... <laughs> I chimed in with having people heard of a fucking fictional fight scene. <laughs> it's Well, oh because they had to, because... Otherwise, they lose 20 minutes of the movie, and it's like, oh, we were all out in this big field for nothing. True. That happens, though! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like... I think that they maybe got some people with lower IQs than us, where they were maybe. like, people walked out of the movie after they saw Carlisle get decapitated. They were like, this is not what was in the book. And then they just- Literally, I was like, oh, they really changed it. I was fooled by it. But here, I, what, I thought it was the, I thought it was the Amazonians making it seem like that in his mind, mm. but instead that was just actually what was going to happen. Are there no decapitations in the book? Is there, is there like no um, not as much not, big fights? It's not explicit. Never of any of the main characters. None of the yeah. good characters ever die. Because that's <laughs> what we're no watching. And I, I don't know, I'm, I'm picturing, like, it's based on a YA book or whatever. Like, it's going to be PG-13. It's going to be low-key, but there's heads flying all over the goddamn yeah. place. And I got excited about that. That was very fun. I give it yeah. a point for all the heads flying. <laughs> yeah, I I just think, like, there were there are ways that they could have made this look better. And the fact that the primary mechanism is just like literally physically getting on top of somebody and ripping their head off is never going to look good or real. Like it just like the whole thing, it just looked, I obviously it's always going to look fake, but it looked too fake for how much we know that this film costs. You know, Audrey earlier said that Renesmee, uh, seemed like like an orange on a dowel. That's probably how they did the CGI for the beheadings. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> popping oranges. I cannot get over orange on a dowel. I just said that we were watching. I was losing it because they looked so uncomfortable looking at the thing. Yeah, yeah. everybody was like, now we I- know why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If I say the wrong thing to this doll, it will open up a portal to hell. <laughs> and I will be responsible for the haunting of not only me and my family, but every single person on this set. You know, um, then after that, when they're basically like, okay, that's fine. We we see that Bella and Edward get to live their happy life. We see a flash forward where Alice sees the future and Renesmee and Bella, grown Renesmee and Jacob and Bella and Edward all meet on the beach. Like, you know, parents-in-laws and uh, and their children. At one point, Jacob's like, so Edward, should I groomers. call you dad? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Edward, you gotta kill this guy. And then the movie ends... Oh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, it's also important to note that Jacob and Bella were romantically involved, albeit briefly. Like, yeah. they kissed. Yeah. Like, they did kiss, yeah. And now he's like, alright, second best thing is your daughter. Jeez. And that's I how I met your mother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that from a narrative perspective, like from like Stephanie Meyer writing this. It's like we have to get something for Jacob. Jacob has to get something out of this, right? And it's yeah. like, and it's like he we, really doesn't, though. He actually doesn't uh, need to. No. Yeah, they conveyed like, his smolder even in wolf form, and that's enough. That we is- got <laughs> no, we got no closure on the hot lesbian vampire or lesbian coded vampire Leah Clearwater, hmm. like. Get her and Jacob, like, get her and Jacob together, like, hang, oh yeah, not vampire, werewolf, like, get them hanging out, like, 
hook Jacob up. There's a bunch of chicks on the reservation that are just like looking for a, looking for a guy who rides motorcycles. Like, get Jacob with one of them. Like anybody but Bella the and Edward. <laughs> The child. I, I've, it was slowly sinking into me what was going on a little bit, and I was like, "There's no fucking way," yeah. and yet there was. Yeah, it, it reminds yeah. me of like the fucking anime trope of like, no, she's like a, a thousand year old demon. Right. She just looks like a five year old. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no, if you have to like yeah. work these metal gymnastics, just just cut it. Just yeah, get it yeah. out of there. <laughs> there are other people to fuck. Like, that's the bottom line. Like, yeah. Look at all the Vittori. You could fuck any one of those Vittori. <laughs> hey, you know They're what? All his, there kink is, for you. his kink is uncanny valley. You know, and so yeah. no one could live up to it. His Y'all kink are is lucky. orange on dowel. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are lucky that you were spared. There's a scene early in the Breaking Dawn book where we witness an interaction between the guy who's already imprinted on a baby and the baby in question. And it is like upsetting because it's written phonetically in baby talk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) The baby's like, I wub you quill. And it's like, ah, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. All I can think about, is like my like I have like a two year old cousin and all I can think about is like truly if any man rolled up and was like no 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 I imprinted on her it won't be sexual until I decide it will be (laughs) I would buy a gun like I'd be like get the fuck away no but they just leave like the baby is left in the sole care of this guy like he's her babysitter god yeah 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 Stephanie Meyer on the Epstein flight logs? Is, is this what you're referring to? <laughs> the Renesmee talk. The Renesmee flight logs. <laughs> you know, we're, we're basically... Define- <laughs> Go ahead. You find the Renesmee doll in the tunnel on one of the Epstein islands. I'm Shit. just picturing that terrifying baby sitting on a private jet. That's horrifying. Epstein yeah, even Epstein's like, I don't want to fly with this baby. <laughs> <laughs> The baby got into fucking the maximum security prison and killed Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the movie the movie ends and it ends with the best credit sequence I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh no. A credit sequence that literally gives people credits who were not just in this movie, but in any movie <laughs> in the series. Down to so minor confused. characters. One thing that made me laugh so much is it starts off like going through all the vampires and then there's there's this one very like short-lived character called Jay Jenks who's like a like a person who gets them IDs and he's not a vampire he and this guy gets passports. a fucking credit. It's like Christopher <laughs> as Jay Jenks. <laughs> yeah, I was I real quick, that's the guy who played Bunk Moreland from the fucking wire and I was like, what is Bunk Moreland doing in this movie? <laughs> oh my god. I didn't realize it was showing ones from all of them too because oh yeah. i was kind of inebriated watching this and they kept coming up and i was like i i swear <laughs> i didn't see that person <laughs> like it is late and i don't know what's going on and this movie is two hours long and then a yeah. couple more and i was too like there's cooks. no fucking way yeah. <laughs> it just keep fucking coming it basically could have been set to See You Again by by Charlie. Like, it, it felt like that level. I mean, it really is, like, 
crazy that literally everyone got a uh, got a title card. Characters who I did not know the names of. No. I learned characters' <laughs> names during this this segment. Why didn't they to to go back to one of our discussions when we t- talked about the first movie? Why didn't they discover? Why didn't they credit the random like child <laughs> that runs into the background of the volleyball scene? In the in the in the first movie, there's an incredibly cursed image of like they're in like the high school gym, that was like Renesmee. volleyball class. Yeah, literally, <laughs> and it's all these high schoolers, and then randomly in the background of the scene, a six year old child runs across the screen, and they're in a high school gym, and you're like, there's no reason why this should be happening, and I'm like, where's her credit? They're like. Molly as random child in the background. Like, <laughs> it's like a <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> They're like, remember her? Just a blur. <laughs> what if we were all watching it and we all got credits? Like, we were just like, <laughs> just like a webcam version. <laughs> Wait a second. I haven't seen the rest of these, but I don't think I acted in them. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, your dad as like this guy. They're like, oh your high school English teacher as fucking your dad. <laughs> no! Morty from Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, any last thoughts on, on Twilight as we wrap up this this episode? Uh, during the, the final montage, it kept, f- like, fading to pages flipping. <laughs> And I kept being like, remember, these were books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say I, I had a much better time than expected. I was kind of like, this is going to be some standard goofy stuff. But this was unhinged goofy stuff. And I had a fucking yeah. blast watching it. This is yeah, by far great. my favorite movie in the series. This is like one million <laughs> times better than everything else. We forgot it, to mention, too, you know it's good when there's a title with two full-strength colons. Yes. None of that half yeah. colon shit. All the, the Twilight way. Saga, colon, Breaking Dawn, Breaking Dawn colon, colon, part two. Colon, yeah. colon, two. That's more colons than Aqua Teen <laughs> Hunger Force colon movie film for theaters. Oh, my gosh. It, I... Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely recommend, like, this movie, it feels like when you get to the end of, like, uh, the end of, like, a test you're taking, and you're like, oh, shit, I gotta turn this shit in in ten minutes, and you just, like, the last six paragraphs are just complete drivel. <laughs> like, that's what this movie feels like. I would definitely, it's on Netflix, I would definitely recommend watching it with some friends. It goes, it, like, it doesn't feel as long as the other movies even though it is because it's just like it feels like a series of sketches rather than like a cohesive narrative and it is so much fun i mean i just laughed and laughed by myself watching this movie like check it out it's better than anything like on your tv in modern times this is i'm true. inclined to agree uh yeah. not it's that i had an wire. absolute time watching it it's essentially the wire <laughs> yeah we have the we have jay jenks's guy on the wire so that that whole scene too was that the book yeah it was it's very boring it really it's just like oh she gets ids because alice is foreseeing them all dying like yeah battle in the book i think it's like one page like they gave a solid three to four minutes of it in the movie Like, in the book, I think it's just, like, I went to go pick up the IDs. In this one, they were like, there's a man, and he's a character now. And it's like, no! If you can can get Jay Jenks, 
you know, give him yeah. some time. Give him some yeah. play. <laughs> yeah. Let him chew. Let him chew on the scenery. Yeah. Um. He all said right. Three things. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you two so much for joining us. You just made watching this even better. Um, oh. Can you tell our beautiful listeners where they can find y'all? Uh, why don't you do yourself a favor and go over to rftb.me. That's for the main feed of Radio Free Tote Bag. It's a weekly uh, relationship advice podcast. We answer your uh, questions. You can send in questions. Yeah, we do that. Uh, and since we know that you like paying money for podcasts, we also have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash rftb. $5 a month gets you four bonus episodes every month if you want to listen to those also. And these two are so funny. Like, do yourself a favor yeah. and listen to their podcast. Good, it's like one of my, yeah, it's one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. It's one of my favorite podcasts to be on. They have, um, much like the Glue community, they have an incredible listener community. Like, it's y'all, y'all's listeners are just incredible and very, very fun, weird people. And, and I love, <laughs> I have told so many, when we were on your podcast recently, there was the person who, decided like to get sober i think after drunken <laughs> eating somebody's yes. cutting into somebody's yes. birthday cake and i have told that story so many times now <laughs> because i just like i'm like that is the funniest that's the funniest way to know that like you've hit bottom is by cutting into somebody yeah. else's birthday cake um can I drop? I'll drop a little, uh, a little sneak preview too. We got a guest coming up. Uh, it's the robot baby from Twilight Breaking Dawn. Part <laughs> and after she is not happy. <laughs> after she kills me and Franny, she's gonna come on your podcast and issue you two a warning. Be like, oh, you have to have me on, or I'll kill you too. My boyfriend hasn't been responding to my texts. Oh, you should probably kill him and eat him. I don't know. That's what I would do. <laughs> Okay, we have to stop before I absolutely pass out. But thank you two so much, and we can't ha- wait to have you guys back soon. Thank you again. Thank this was you. a very good time. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next month. See ya.